you're listening to Pod Academy. We are here today to celebrate our common struggle for the freedom of expression. Let me say that to me this is ultimate freedom. To me it means the freedom to live, the freedom to think, to love, to be loved, to be secure, to be happy. To be able to think as I do and to be able to express what I think is inseparably linked with all my other freedoms. Hence my firm belief that freedom of expression forms the fountainhead from which flows all other freedoms. That was Shahzad Ahmed, director of Bites for All, a group campaigning for internet rights and democracy in Pakistan and winner of the Advocacy Award at this year's Index on Censorship Freedom of Expression Awards. These awards pay tribute to the courageous and dedicated people around the world who stand up for freedom of speech, often at enormous personal cost. Abdullah Haider Sheikh is a very brave journalist in Yemen who the most impressive thing about him was that he tried to cover both sides. He revealed details of an American drone attack in Yemen. He also spoke to Al-Qaeda and was indeed put in jail by the Yemeni government for being an Al-Qaeda frontman, which he was not. He was a true journalist. After his documentary No Fire Zone was released in 2013, McRae has been continuously smeared, threatened and followed by the Sri Lankan secret service. Dina Meza has dedicated her career to reporting on human rights stories shunned by the mainstream press, taking on the police, security firms and abusive employers. Azerbaijan has only a few independent newspapers left challenging the ruthlessly controlled state media. Azadluk is one of them. The paper tirelessly exposes government corruption and cronyism. In return, the paper has had its bank accounts frozen, it is targeted by crippling defamation suits, and its staff face continuous threats and violent assault. At the center of one of 2013's biggest stories, whistleblower Edward Snowden revealed the true scale of mass surveillance perpetrated on innocent civilians worldwide by the NSA and GCHQ. In taking this action, Snowden lost his home and country to open up a public debate. While Snowden blew the whistle, it was the journalistic skill and dogged determination of Greenwald Poitras and the Guardian US team that turned a mass of documents into headlines around the globe. China employs 2 million people specifically to monitor alternative social media, particularly the wildly popular Sino Weibo. But behind China's great firewall is Free Weibo. Free Weibo is a site that cleverly monitors and publishes everything that has been censored or deleted from Sino Weibo. It is estimated that 100 million Indian people have trouble receiving traditional news due to language barriers, low levels of literacy and lack of access to newspapers and the internet. Journalist Shubhranshu Chowdhury aims to solve this problem with his innovative news service CGNet Swara, a voice-based portal freely accessible via mobile phone that allows anyone to report and listen to stories of local interest in their own dialect. Tales, free open-source software that can help protect the online communication of anyone, anywhere. Just like Windows, macOS, or Linux, Tales is an operating system. Crucially, it can be kept on a USB drive, quickly and easily plugged into any computer. And once the USB drive is removed, state-of-the-art encryption enables the user to leave no trace. 
This vital service is now being used by journalists and activists everywhere. Uganda has gained notoriety for its government's homophobic legislation. In 2012, British producer David Cecil ran an arts centre in Kampala. He was approached by a group of Ugandan actors who wanted to devise and stage a new play at his venue. The River and the Mountain told the story of a young businessman who is killed by his employees after coming out as gay. Cecil was first threatened and then arrested for promoting homosexuality when the company staged just two performances of a play they had spent months devising. Lucien Bourgeli took on the Lebanese Censorship Bureau by writing a play, provocatively titled Would It Pass or Not, about the suppression of art in Lebanon. It did not pass. The play was banned. I don't know what it is about the arts that gets up the noses of authorities so badly. It's, I think it's because of you. It's because there's an access to an audience from a singer, a dancer, a, a producer of a show, um, a playwright, an actor, uh, they can't be controlled by authorities. The Index Arts Award is awarded to recognise artists and arts producers whose work asserts artistic freedom and battles repression and injustice. The Gezi Park protests of 2013 were unprecedented. Tens of thousands of Turks held mass demonstrations against the increasingly conservative and authoritarian rule of Prime Minister Erdogan's AK party. These protests were preceded by the run of Meltem Arakan's play Me Minor in Istanbul. It tells the story of a pianist using social media to struggle against her regime in a fictional land called Pamina. When protests erupted in Gezi Park, with social media and citizen journalism playing a key role, Arakan found herself accused of fermenting rebellion. Arakan was subsequently forced to flee Turkey. Egypt has been the focus of world attention for the past three years following a series of political upheavals. Against this backdrop, 99.3% of Egyptian women reported having been sexually harassed and 91% said they felt insecure in the street as a result. Rapper Maya Mahmoud uses hip-hop to address issues such as sexual harassment and to stand up for women's rights in Egypt.